is Revelation chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn with me there. I'm going to read verses uh, 8 through 10. We welcome you today. God bless you. I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs ever written. It excites me to no end to sing about the nations of the world worshiping uh, our great God. Why? Because He is absolutely uh, worthy of our praise. So we welcome you today. We're glad that you're here. Get the kinks worked out here in the microphone and uh, we're going to read God's Word here in just a moment from Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. If you're new to Great Hills Baptist Church, let me share with you that every December we have what we call a missions emphasis, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. It's an offering taken in honor of a, a missionary by the name of Lottie Moon who served in China. And so where our goal is $50,000 this year for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. And so all the monies we receive designated to missions will go toward uh, that $50,000 goal, and I look forward to us uh, reaching it and exceeding it. And so last week was such a phenomenal week and had so much fun, I didn't get to preach my message that I'd prepared, so I want to share it with you today, or albeit an abbreviated version, have a lot going on today. Children did an amazing job. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for those who work with our children. Thank you, Corey, for leading us in worship while Terry and Debbie are taking some time away with their family. I think they're on their way back uh, this afternoon. I'll be back in the office tomorrow. And so if you're a guest, let me just say welcome, welcome. We're glad that you're here. Not an accident uh, that you are here today. My name is Danny Forshee. Let me introduce myself to many of you, our guests, uh, the lead pastor here for nine and a half years and delighted to meet you. Would love to, uh, to meet you. My wife and I would. I'll be signing my new book today. I'll be out in the foyer. So if I miss you, you can always come by and buy a book, that shameless, you know, plug there. But you, But if you don't, then I would be happy to meet you next, next week. So let's all stand up. You ready? Let's all stand. We're going to honor God's Word today. We always honor it, but sometimes I'll have you just stand and read. Look, look at this amazing passage of Scripture. Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 through 10, which is the text upon which the uh, song we just sang is predicated upon. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, a golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they, the antecedent for they would be all the heavenly hosts, the Lamb, the elders, the creatures, the redeemed, all the heavenly hosts. They sing a new song and they say, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and you have made us kings and priests to our God. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, it's amazing. It is the unveiling. It will happen. It's a word of prophecy that all the nations of this world, God, there will be representatives from all the people groups of the world to come on that great day, the days of eternity where we worship you. And so, Lord, thank you that we get a little prelude, we get a warm-up to what we're going to be doing forever, and that is honoring you and thanking you, Jesus, for your vicarious death, your substitutionary death, how you took our sins upon your body, was nailed to a cross, and you died, and we praise you today for your death. But also, Lord, as we sang a moment ago, you did not stay in the ground, 
The greatest miracle of all miracles is when you, Jesus, arose from the dead, validating, substantiating, exonerating every claim that you ever made to deity. There it is. There he is, the son of the living God, the lamb of God slain for the sins of the world. And we today, God, here at Great Hills Baptist Church, we lift high the name of Jesus Christ and we bless you and we praise you. Reveal yourself to us and may we worship you anew. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Woo, son. Love this text. Love being able to focus with you this, this month on our mission's uh, emphasis. Next week, I'm going to share a Christmas message with you about the life of Zacharias and Elizabeth, the 22nd and the 29th. I look forward to those new Christmas messages I've been preparing for you. But today, as we, as we continue to focus on the mission's emphasis, I wanted us to Look at this text and just engage with it for a few minutes. We have studied the book of Revelation, and most, most of this you already know, but I will give you just a little bit of background and summary uh, as to uh, what is going on. But the real focus here today is that one phrase about every tribe and every tongue and every people and every nation. Isn't it amazing? Doesn't it just, doesn't it just excite you to know that God will have representatives, He will have people all over the planet for all eternity, worshiping Him. You say, well, why is that so important? Well, it's important because it drives and motivates everything that we do here on this side of heaven. See, our goal as a church is to bring much honor and glory to God and to kind of rehearse and prepare people, prep people for what they're going to be doing for all eternity. Now, if you're bored and you are just thinking this is mundane and this is not worthy of your time, I just got to tell you, you're going to be bored in heaven. Because what we're going to be doing in heaven is we're going to be standing and praising. We're going to be kneeling down and we're just going to be singing to God and worshiping God. We're going to be serving God and it is going to be absolutely mind-boggling what it'll be like in heaven. So we get to read today and we get to engage in this text. There's a couple of questions I want to ask you with this text. And for example, who are these people that are mentioned uh, in the text? Who are these people? And how did they get there? Who are the people mentioned in Revelation chapter 5? And how in the world did those, all those people get to that place in heaven? You see, I'm, I'm so heavenly minded. I don't, I don't want to be so heavenly minded I'm no earthly good. But being heavenly minded, it, it motivates us. It drives us. It shows us that all the travails and the trials and the death and the cancer and the disease and the sickness of this earth, one great glorious day, it's going to be done. It's going to be gone away with. And we're going to be with the Lord in the presence of God. And so, you know, we look at texts like this today and it, it inspires us and it, and it motivates us. And as I said earlier, it kind of drives and sets the course for how we live our lives. So when we're engaged in thinking about heaven and getting as many people as we possibly can into the presence of God. Why? Because he's worthy. And two, because we love people. We want people, listen, we're not stingy about our eternal life. We, we want people to know this great God. We want to experience, we want them to experience the forgiveness of sin, the joy of the Holy Spirit, the, uh, just the vitality of the spiritual life. And we want them to come with us to spend eternity with us in heaven. We don't talk as much about it as we should, but there is some amazing work that God is doing on the other side of the planet in South Asia. 
In 2013, we took upon ourselves to adopt what was then called an unengaged, unreached people group. Millions of people in total darkness, no exposure to the gospel. Can you think about that for just a moment? If you had no Bible, no songs of worship, no church, no Christianity whatsoever. And so we isolated this one group of people, just our church, going after millions of Hindus who had never heard the name of Jesus. And after a number of years, and I've been eight, nine, 10, I don't know how many times I've personally been over there, and I look forward to going back soon at the first of the year, Lord willing, we'll get to take another trip and go over there and check on. So here it is. Just a few weeks ago, I I made an inquiry, well, how's the work going there? And I know it may not sound a lot like us today because we think in big numbers and hundreds and thousands because that is the church in America. The church in America is the strongest in any place in the world. I mean, we do have mega churches and we have massive worship services and that's fantastic. But when I shared this with you today, I want you to know how my heart absolutely leapt with joy when I heard that 21 of those people were recently saved and baptized into a church. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Lord. So we're just looking forward to God continuing to just see more and more from that tribe and that nation and that people group come to the Lord. So if you want to, if you really want a successful, to put your life into something that you know will succeed and be prosperous, if we as a church continue to invest in this kind of work, it is guaranteed to, to succeed, and here's why. It's because God promised it. See, God promised that there's coming a day when all, all the nations of the world will be represented in heaven. And when you go to heaven, Great Hills Baptist Church, and you look over and you see these people, these K people, that's the only thing I can refer to them as right now just for security's sake, because the nation that we're working in is becoming incredibly hostile to the gospel. More and more people are being persecuted for their faith. But you and I get to spend eternity in heaven. And you can, you can say this with great joy and with great reward because I was a member at Great Hills Baptist Church and I gave and I prayed and I served. Then this whole people group, they're representatives of them in heaven. Hallelujah. Well, in our text today, I just love the book of Revelation. You know I do. We spent 18 months studying this text a couple years ago, and some of y'all thought I would never finish. Y'all were looking for the Lord to return before I ever finished this study, but we did finish it. But Revelation chapter 5 is just one of those beautiful moments when the persecution really begins to happen, the great tribulation here on this earth, that John just pulls us away and he lets us fix our eyes upon. You know, it's so good to do this. Because if you and I are not careful, we can get discouraged. And, that discourages me, and I don't even know what that is. But <laughs> Am I doing something? Maybe I put my hand down. Oh, wow, I put my hand in my pocket. <laughs> I didn't know I had that power. That's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. We studied the book of Revelation, and, uh, and, and the Lord was pleased with it. Revelation chapter 5, um, just pull away and just see for a moment. In light of all the suffering and the pain that's here on this earth, and what I was saying earlier, 
is it so good for us to have moments like this where we can cast our eye toward heaven and just get a glimpse that, you know, this is not all that there is here on this earth. I mean, there's coming a day of celebration and worship. Like I said earlier, with all the pain and the suffering will be done away with. And so who is there and, and how did they get there? When you read Revelation chapter 5, first of all, the, the key person there is the Lamb. He's referred to as the Lamb, capital L-A-M-B. Now, you and I know who that is. That is the Lamb of God because that's how Jesus, that's how he's referred to in the Bible. And we know it's him because later on in the text, it talks about because you were slain, right? The Lamb of God was slain. Remember John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Jesus Christ was crucified. His blood was poured out so that the sins of the world could be forgiven and there would be remission and there would be redemption. And so we know that the centerpiece of heaven, the person that all the praise and the adulation and the glory is going to is the Lamb. And he, he comes and he takes the title deed to the planet Earth, the scrolls. That's what that is referring to. Because the world has been thrown into chaos and in tribulation, and, and, and we see the scroll in the hand of God saying, yes, he is absolutely, unequivocally still in control. So he is there, the Lamb. Who else is there? God the Father is there on his throne. And then you have these ominous creatures. They're called the four living creatures. And whenever you see them in the book of Revelation, think of two things. Number one, they are there to execute the wrath of God and the war of God on planet Earth. That's just the way it is. Because as you know, this world is becoming more and more hostile toward God and the things of God, even in our own country, things that when I first started preaching 30 years ago, I would never imagine that our world would drift so far from the Judeo-Christian basic foundation upon which our nation was established, and so it's going to get worse. It's going to continue to get worse, and people are going to continue to become hostile toward God and the things of God. And so when you see these four living creatures that God has specifically created for two things, for war and for worship, okay? Who else is there? You got the 24 elders. Do you see that? The 12, I think it represents the Old Testament saints, the 12 um, tribes of Israel, and then you got the 12, represented the 12 apostles. And so the 24 redeemed, in my mind, is what I've always looked and studied, that they are representative of all the redeemed of all time and eternity who are there uh, in heaven. And then they're there from every tribe and tongue and people. When you look at your text, I want to make sure you get this. In verse, it's in verse 9. When it says, out of every tribe and tongue and people, and the word nation there is the Greek word ethnos. And it's the, it's the derivative of the word ethnicity or ethnic. And so what God is telling us that in heaven, there are representatives of all ethnic groups, people groups of languages and tribes and nations, and representatives are all there, and they are there to worship the Lamb of God who has redeemed them. So that's those are the key personalities. Those are the people there. The second question, quickly, is how did they get there? And it really behooves to ask this question. This is going to take some coordination as I move my notes like this. So y'all stay with me. There we go. It really behooves the question of how does anybody get there? So the 24 elders, which is representative of all the redeemed from all time and eternity, how did they get there? Well, it's the same way that we all get there. And it all centers on the lamb who was slain for the sins of the world. 
And he has redeemed us to God by his blood. You see, all of us have sinned against God. Now, we have sinned by our nature and by our choices. And I'm talking about everybody on seven plus billion people on planet Earth. We all have a couple of things in common. We are all part of one race, the human race, and we all have sinned. We have violated the, the, the commandments of God. And that's just the facts. God is holy, He is just, He is pure, He is righteous, He is amazing, and we are sinners. And so how do we, how do we connect to God? How do we get up to God when, the, when we're so sinful and we're so lowly? Well, here, here's what happens. We can't reach up to God, so God comes down to us in the form of His Son, Jesus of Nazareth, who was born of the Virgin Mary, who did miracles, who did signs and wonders, who... He raised people from the dead. He healed people, and he did all of these amazing things, and then he died on a cross, and then he was buried, and on the third day, God the Father raised him from the dead, and now he says, everybody who believes on me, I will personally guarantee that you go to heaven. Woo, glory to God. That is, that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. In him, the Bible says, Ephesians 1, 7, we have redemption through his blood. You say, you one of those proponents of the bloody religion? Absolutely. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that fountain flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In him we have redemption through his blood. Here it is, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So how do we get there? How do we go to heaven? I hope you don't waste your time doing what I did and what many I've come to understand in church history tried to do. People, clergy, uh, pastors, ministers who tried to earn their way to heaven, try to do good deeds, try to be a good person and say, well, you know, when it just comes into time, I hope my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds and, and maybe God would just let me in heaven based on my good... Let me just tell you something. First of all, that is terrible theology. Because if that is the case, why in heaven's name did Jesus have to come from heaven to earth? If you and I could just be good enough. Let me tell you something. We can't be good enough. That's why we needed help. We needed somebody to come who was good, and Jesus was good, and he, he died for us, and he did for us what we could never do for ourselves. And so all we have to do is believe and trust in him. Man. That's the gospel. We repent, we turn from our sins, and we invite Jesus Christ to be the King and the Lord of our lives, and that is the answer. And so that's how we get there. That's how anybody gets there. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but it is according to His mercy that He saved us through the washing of regeneration through the Holy Spirit, Titus uh, chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. So what I want to do is I want to be your biggest proponent, cheerleader. I, I, as your pastor, I want to do everything in my power to encourage you and motivate you so that you can help as many people as you can go to heaven. Now, again, it's not by our works, but it's by God's work. But in God's sovereignty, He has chosen you and me and, and all our frailty and all of our weaknesses and still all of our struggles. We are the hope of the world. Why? It's because of the message that we, that we contain. So what we want to do with these gifts, I, I told you last week that I wanted to give you some, some Christmas gifts. And so we have those gifts. And in just a few minutes, 
uh, we'll unleash the deacons on you, and they'll come, and we'll pass out these, these gifts to you. But let me tell you a couple things about, about these. All these gifts, they have something in common. They are there for you, some to keep for yourself, but the others are really for you to give away during this Christmas season. Speaking of gifts, on December the 24th, that would be Christmas Eve. Can y'all believe that? Nine more days, and it's Christmas Eve. How many of you already done your, your shopping? Let me, I'm just curious. How many of you have seen 18 Hallmark Christmas special movies? You know, amen. See those hands. I saw you, Ralph. I saw you raise your hand, you know. He, he looked at him. He said, I'm all in. I'm all in. I watch them. I watched another one last night. My, my, my. And the guy, the first guy is never the guy. Don't y'all see that? It's always the next guy. And it's so funny. It's so sappy, syrupy, and I get misty. And I watch them all the time. What is up with that? What is up with that? So Christmas Eve, that night, I'm going to sit probably about right here, and we're going to ask the children to come and sit beside me. And we're going to have probably a lot. I don't know how many, but we've bought a lot of Christmas gifts. And I'm telling you, these gifts are really cool for the children. And I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but to let you know that it's going to be a, it's going to be a sweet gift for your children. So once you come, 5 o'clock, December the 24th, Christmas Eve, the service only lasts like three and a half hours. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> the way we... <laughs> It's good to laugh. You know, it's 40 minutes, 42 minutes, I think, at, at max. But it's going to be a sweet time. But these other gifts, uh, before we pass them out, let me, let me explain to you what they are. And then you'll receive them, and we'll have our invitation. We'll pray, and we'll, we'll go. Um, first of all, i got to make an apology. And I'm sorry to do this, but one of the gifts I was real excited about giving you, it's in Pflugerville. We cannot get it out of Pflugerville. It's over in the UPS or Federal Express or whoever, U.S. Postal has it, and we just cannot get it from there to here. But it, it's this dipping coffee bag that you, that you use, almost like a tea bag, and it is delicious coffee. But what's so cool about it, it's all packaged with our church's name and our church's logo, and it's perfect for you to do one of two things. You can look at it, and say, man, this is really cool. I'm going to drink this coffee myself. And that would be okay. But something better for you to do is to go give it to somebody and say, this is um, our church, our little logo, our, and some information about our church. But as a gift from me to you, take this, uh, take this bag of coffee, and God bless you, enjoy a cup of coffee on us, Great Hills. We're going to give those out next week, so I apologize. They're not in your nice little Christmas bag today. But let me tell you what is in there. It's a new gospel track that... It's about this big, this wide, and it's all bright colors, and it's very simple. It's very easy to read, and it's very easy to share. A pastor friend of mine in uh, Houston, uh, I saw it, and I loved it so much, and I contacted him. He said, absolutely, we will send you the template and take our church information off, put your church information on, and give it out as gifts, and you're, you're going to love it. The other gifts I want to give you are two. There are two books and it's called What's After Life. And the two books have to do with what we're going to be doing in the spring with probably like 200 other churches in Central Texas. Y'all remember the Explore God uh, series we did? Remember Love Where You Live? These are spiritual awareness campaigns. In Great Hills, we're going to be a part of the spiritual awareness campaign where, and you're going to see all this kind of advertisement. And what we're using is these near-death experiences. And this is a, this is a phenomenon 
all over the world. And so John Burke, my friend over at Gateway, has written this excellent book called Imagine Heaven. And what we're going to do as churches, we're going to have gospel conversations with people all over Austin. Listen to this now, because here's the thing. You may not have a near-death experience, but I promise you this, you are going to die. Every single person born is going to die. And don't think for a moment that people who don't know the Lord don't think about it. They think about it. So we're just going to use this as just kind of a stepping stone, just kind of get the conversation started. And so we're going to give you these books. It's the abridged version. I want you to read one, and I want you to take the other one and give it to a friend and say, hey, you're going to see about 200 churches in Central Texas, and they're going to be billboards. There's going to be television ads. There's going to be uh, radio ads. And there's going to be all this emphasis about what happens after we die. And so I want you to take the book. It's a gift from us to you, and then read one and pass the other one on. And, and listen, if you, if you have a problem with these near-death experiences, just let me, let me put you to uh, rest you assured here. Our focus is the gospel. And I, I'm going to start, when I preach on these messages, we're going to start with the Word of God about heaven and about hell. I'm going to preach a sermon on hell. When's the last time we heard a sermon on hell? Well, we're going to hear one coming up, all right? And so these near-death experiences are just a way for me to segue into helping people get to think about it so I can really share with them what I want to share with them, and that is knowing Jesus, having a relationship with Him, and going to heaven. Good night. Yo, think about this. Think about all the churches in this area engaging unchurched people saying, listen, there is a heaven, there is a hell. We can help you avoid one and embrace the other. And here's how you do it. You give your life to Jesus Christ. And is that not exciting? Man. So those are your gifts. Uh, deacons, y'all help me out. We'll just uh, unleash these holy deacons upon Great Hills Baptist Church. And so you'll see them. Kathy Jones, God bless you. You have great rewards in heaven for helping us put all of these. Can we give her a hand? She did an amazing job putting all these gifts together. God bless you. And she also had some helpers, some ladies that came. They worked through the weekend. Kathy worked all weekend so that we can wrap these real nice and give them to you as gifts. And again, you're not going to see the coffee in there, so you'll have to come back next Sunday. Amen? Come on back next Sunday, and we'll make sure that you get your, you get your, free, your free coffee. It's kind of fun, guys, preaching with a handheld mic. I don't know. I get, I get used to it. No, no, I'm not. I'm not coordinated enough. There we go. I think the goal is we'll probably take one down. Pass it around or pass it on down. Don't think bad thoughts, bad songs. Just take one down and pass it around. Oh, my goodness. Showing my age. If you can hold off from opening them till later, that would be really cool because it makes a lot of noise when you un unwrap them. And, but you should find in there a really cool gospel tract, and you'll find two books, the abbreviated versions of John Burke's book, Imagine Heaven. Uh, by the way, it's a New York Times best-selling book. You may have seen him on television. I think Fox has done an interview with him. There was talk, and there still may be a possibility that there will be a Netflix series based on this book that you're reading. I think that would be pretty cool. Am I saying that right? Net, next? Net, Netflix? Netflix. My wife shared with me last night, we're going to cancel our net, 
that thing, cancellation. That's good because I can't even pronounce it. I'm, I'm glad. Everybody getting one? This is a lot of fun. When's the last time you went to church and you, you received a Christmas present? I'm preparing you for the offering. We're about to take the offering. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we are going to take the offering, but these are gifts, no strings attached. want to make sure everybody gets one. If, you, if there's some way, somehow, you do not receive one, do y'all have one up here in the front? Juan, you good? You got them? Patrick, y'all have one? You and Beatrice? Beatrice, all right. If you don't, let, let me know, and we'll make sure that you get these gifts. Now, remember, the purpose of getting the gifts, enjoy some and then pass the others along. Invite people to read the book with you. Invite them to read the gospel track with you. And then invite them to our church. We would love, we would love to have them. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you, deacons. Appreciate it. Yeah, keep the bag. If you found the bag, you get to keep it. And there's a $100 bill under the, each one of those uh, bags. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, can we pray together? Thank you all for letting me do this. A little bit different today, I understand, but uh, next week I'm looking forward to our Christmas messages and singing Christmas carols. But Father, we thank you so much for our time together. Thank you that you gave us just a little glimpse of heaven. There's coming a day for all days that we will spend an eternity worshiping you, God. And so, Lord, my desire, my heart is to help as many people in Austin, Texas go to heaven as I possibly can. And I know, Lord, in Austin, it's the same as it is in Texas, all over North America, all over South Asia. Not everybody that we talk to or share the gospel with will receive it. And I know that breaks my heart, but I can't imagine how it breaks your heart. But, Lord, many will. Many will receive you. And that just thrills me, God, because you are worthy. You have laid down your life. And you are worthy to be praised and worshiped for all eternity. And we look forward to that great day. Lord, I pray for our people here at Great Hills. I love our people. Thank you for them. Thank you that they are gospel-centered, Bible-loving people, uh, Jesus-loving. And I just pray that you would bless them and just use them, Lord, as they share these gifts with their friends and their neighbors and their colleagues, co-workers. And I just pray, God, you give us favor as we, as we share with people and invite people. Invite them to come and study with us about the afterlife in the spring. Invite them to come on Christmas Eve when we celebrate together and hand out gifts to our children and sing these wonderful songs. And then, Lord, over these next couple of Sundays, we know, God, that it's a lot like Easter, that during this time of the year, maybe for no other time of the year, that people's hearts will be turned towards spiritual things. And, Lord, my prayer is when someone thinks about you or thinks about heaven or the afterlife, that God, then that same moment, they will think about our church. And they will say, oh, that's the church that invited me or that's the church that reached out to my family. And so, Lord, I just pray for our single adults today. Thank you for them. I love them. Use them powerfully as they are witnesses for you. Be with our married folks, Lord. Be with our students. Be with all of us, Lord, young and old. Help us to be, Lord, just passionate for the gospel and, and winsome and kind and, and just share, God, and just bless people and, and encourage people. Lord, thank you for our church. We're excited, so excited, God, what you're doing and what you're going to do over these next few weeks. We pray this in Jesus' name.
Amen. I want to invite you to stand if you would. We're going to have a song of invitation and just God bless you. You want to come to the altar, you may want to come and just pray and think about uh, who it is you're going to share these gifts with or you just may have something else on your heart. You want somebody to pray with you, you may be interested in joining our church, how to become a member at Great Hills, or more importantly, you may be interested in, hey, can I have a reservation for that great celebration up in heaven? And we will help you with that. We'll absolutely help you. So Corey's going to lead us. We invite you to, to come even now.